Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on September 12th, 2022 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a brief state of play for the fetal heartbeat bill 2.0, as we're calling it, that has returned to the House. We catch up on the drama on the U.S. Senate campaign trail (laughs) ensnaring Democratic nominee Crystal Matthews and the latest ruling involving the death penalty in the state. In business, we look at actions taken by OPEC and current gas prices, as well as one way to benefit from high inflation. And in medical, we get you boosted on boosters. And of course, we want to hear your stories as well. That's why we have a voicemail box set up to hear from you guys during these mm, interesting times. I think we can say that, these times. You can leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and a little bit about what's going on in your world. I know it might be scary or possibly intimidating. Please just don't even think about it. Just give us a call, write some things down, and just tell us what you're thinking about. 803-563-7169. And now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is medium according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And DHEC will have updated data for you this weekend when we get the latest COVID and monkeypox numbers. Okay, so you've listened to our previous episodes detailing the House and Senate abortion debates over the past two weeks, but I kind of want to give you just a little bit of a very brief roundup, five FYIs, if you will, really quick, involving the entire situation, including where we are and what we're watching. First up, number one, what's in the Senate bill? You probably know this because you listened to the last episode, but this is basically the fetal heartbeat bill 2.0. It bans all abortions after cardiac activity is detected which is usually around six weeks. Rape and incest victims can have an abortion up to 12 weeks. That's down from 20 weeks in current law. If that's the case, it must be reported to the county sheriff and a fetal DNA sample must be retained for evidence. Abortions for a fatal fetal anomaly need not just the approval of one, but two doctors under this current bill. And at any time for the health and life of the mother, an abortion can happen during the pregnancy. The bill also removes language in current law that has been part of the current lawsuit over the fetal heartbeat bill before the state Supreme Court. Number two. Number two. Where does it go? Now, the House is expected to meet next week, and it has one vote, two options. Not two men enter, one man leave. One vote, two options. And that's what to do with the amended Senate bill. Concur with it, which is agreeing with what the Senate did and send it along to the governor, or vote not to concur and insist on the House's version of the bill, something hard-right, no-exception Republicans wanted but had to fold two weeks ago if they wanted anything passed, just like Senate Republicans last week. Now, this could lead the bill to conference committee to craft a compromise, or the Senate could maybe not even take it up at all if they vote not to concur in the House. So it could just die if the Senate decides not to come back. More on that in a moment. Now, Greenwood Republican Representative John McCravey, who led the bill's fight in the House, called Beaufort Republican Senator Tom Davis the, quote, Beaufort bully in a recent Associated Press story for his filibuster efforts. McCravey and others are adamant about their version of the bill, which outlawed abortions at conception, except for incest and rape up to 12 weeks and the life of the mother. 
Now just a little undercurrent here to all of this, you may remember that McCravey was the one who brought up an arbitrary point of order back in May that killed Davis's medical marijuana bill, which after several painstaking years had just cleared the Senate and was in the House, where McCravey had filed more than a thousand amendments against it. So just a little bit of backstory there. I'm not saying it's coming up, but it's only been a couple months. Number three. Number three. A vote not to concur, question mark? Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey said he wanted a more aggressive bill, like some of the Republicans, but he admitted the votes weren't there. He considers this bill a win and had this to say about any changes to it. I mean, like, I, I don't know that, um, that there's education in the second kick of the mule. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's pretty clear to me where the votes are, and I don't want to try some futile effort if you don't have the votes to do it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't. Uh, well, I'll speak with, with Representative Smith um, soon and see what they might be able to do. But my hope is they were paying attention and they saw where our vote count was. Hopefully they will take this and consider it a win as well and send it on to the governor. Um, because if we could have done something more aggressive than this, we would have. Now, like we said, the bill could go to a conference committee, of course, where we see three Senate lawmakers and three House lawmakers get together, figure out some compromise, hash out the details, etc. But... You all remember it was a knockdown dragout for both chambers. And not getting something to the governor's desk? Well, that's a victory for Democrats, isn't it? Number four. Number four. What's the outcome for new House leadership after this first tough test? If the House insists on its more restrictive bill at the urging of the hard right, no exception lawmakers, and then it goes to the Senate and it maybe dies there, does that become a loss for House Speaker Merle Smith and Majority Leader Davey Hyatt? Or does it just heavily reinforce the realities of leading a divided caucus on one of the most fractious issues in years and serve as a preview of things to come? Remember, House leadership had a huge turnover at the end of last session in May. So how will they be judged for what happens here? And number five, FYI. Number five. State Supreme Court hearing on the horizon. Should the bill get to the governor's desk with language undercutting the suit before the high court and before the expected hearing on October 19th, the case would basically be up in the air and could be thrown out, leading to the six-week ban coming into effect and another suit being filed by Planned Parenthood, South Atlantic, and others. All defendants in the suit are still baffled by the court's unanimous decision to intervene and temporarily block the current six-week law that's on the books. What ramifications, if any, will there be for that? So again, those five quick FYIs just kind of catching up on the state of play about abortion in South Carolina. Next up, let's get on the campaign trail. We're talking about the U.S. Senate campaign trail, where there has been a lot of drama around Democratic nominee State Representative Crystal Matthews, again, for this time, outlandish and racist comments she has made. Now, this was to an undercover reporter with the conservative activist group Project Veritas, leading to Republicans and some Democrats calling for her to quit the race. Friend of the pod, Meg Kennard with the Associated Press, reports that while sitting in a restaurant, Matthews, who is black, is heard saying that she represents a, quote, mostly white district, adding of white voters, quote, I keep them right here, like under my thumbs. Otherwise, they get out of control like kids, quote. Continuing, she says, you ought to know who you are dealing with. You've got to treat them like the S word. That's the only way they'll respect you, quote. In a statement, Matthews acknowledged her voice on the recording, calling Project Veritas a, quote, satirical MAGA-powered news outlet, quote, she also doubled down on Friday and said she has no plans to leave the race. Now, Kennard continues that the compilation also features more of Matthew's conversation 
parts of which were previously published by Project Veritas, in which he spoke to an inmate about funding her campaign with, quote, dope boy money and having Democrats run as Republicans saying, secret sleepers represent, quote, the only way you're going to change the dynamics in South Carolina. That was a previous kerfuffle there on the trail. Now, at the time of the early release ahead of South Carolina's June primary runoff, Matthews confirmed to the Associated Press that it was her voice on the tape, but said the edited audio of a tongue-in-cheek exchange didn't reflect the full picture. She won that runoff to face Senator Tim Scott, who is seeking what he said will be his final Senate term and is among the state's most popular politicians. Now, Democratic gubernatorial nominee Joe Cunningham called for Matthews to quit the race, along with some other Democrats. While Senator Scott said he'll leave it to the voters to decide her fate, he's expected to easily win re-election. And we're going to keep with the Meg Kennard portion of the podcast here, folks. <laughs> the AP reports that a South Carolina judge ruled last Tuesday that the state's newly created execution firing squad, as well as its use of the electric chair, are unconstitutional, citing with four death row inmates in a decision sure to be swiftly appealed as the state struggles to implement its new execution protocols. Judge Jocelyn Newman wrote, quote, In 2021, South Carolina turned back the clock and became the only state in the country in which a person may be forced into the electric chair if he refuses to elect how he will die. In doing so, the General Assembly ignored advances in scientific research and evolving standards of humanity and decency. Quote. Last month, Newman heard arguments from lawyers for four men on the state's death row in a Richmond County courtroom. Kennard adds that the new measures were signed into law by McMaster last year and made South Carolina the fourth state in the country to allow the use of firing squads and made the state's electric chair, built in 1912, the default method for executions, thereby giving prisoners a new choice. The South Carolina Supreme Court subsequently blocked the planned executions of two inmates by electrocution, saying they could not be put to death until they truly had the choice of a firing squad option set on the state's newly revised law. Earlier this year, the state rolled out its updated execution protocols to include the new method. And real quick, the Cunningham campaign has put out an internal poll. or iffy with polls here at the lead in the first place, except the Winthrop poll. We love the Winthrop poll. It's the best poll. It's a great poll. But others, we always kind of serve with a hefty dose of salt and skepticism, especially a candidate's internal poll. It's even more of a heavy lift. So we don't cover them, but if you are interested, you can always Google it. It's out there. Let's start off by looking at energy prices and the markets, specifically oil. We're talking about OPEC Plus, folks, the most expensive streaming service that we all need to survive. The Wall Street Journal reported last week that the group of influential oil-producing countries and their allies, known as OPEC Plus, decided to make its first production cut in over a year, pulling back 100,000 barrels of oil a day amid fears of a pending global recession and the slight possibility that more Iranian oil would make it on the market should a revived nuclear deal ever come to fruition. The price of a barrel of oil is based off of Brent crude, the international oil benchmark, and that has dropped some 25% over the past three months. This move by OPEC Plus reverses the cut it said it would make last month after President Joe Biden visited Saudi Arabia in July. The small cut comes at a time when most OPEC nations are pumping at full capacity and couldn't produce more if they wanted to anyway. 
That being said, the price of gas continues to fall nationwide and in South Carolina as the summer driving season comes to an end. But you're probably still driving. You never stop driving. AAA reports that the average gallon of gas in the state is $3.31, which is down $0.09 cents from a week ago and $0.12 cents from a month ago. So again, $3.31 a gallon. That's up $0.41 cents from a year ago. Okay, not too bad. And down, get this folks, pull over, down $1.30 from our June 12th high. Oh, take that OPEC+. Plus. These are the prices for that streaming service. Wouldn't be the podcast if we weren't talking about inflation. Yes, no one likes paying more for the same thing. We were just talking about a gas right there a minute ago. However, you can make some money off these high prices, folks. I got a great one-time offer deal for you guys. Listen up. No, I'm not pitching you on some cryptocurrency or some pyramid scam. Though if you mail us $10 and you get 10 friends to mail us $10, you'll get your investment back and then some. Trust me. No, what I'm talking about is a Series I savings bond from the government. This is not an advertisement, folks. It might sound like it is, but it's not. It's just something that I found interesting. And it's not to be confused with your Series EE or E bonds that you get from your grandparents when you buy them for 50 bucks and it becomes 100 bucks in 20 years. No, Series I bonds are inflation. That's what the I stand for. Inflation-adjusted savings bonds that you can buy online for as little as $25. And thanks to the high inflation they have a current interest rate of 9.62%. Yeah, right? Americans have been cashing in on this safe and steady investment, according to the Wall Street Journal. They've been buying up some $11 billion worth of these bonds over the past six months. You probably haven't heard about these, so a little bit of details here. The interest rate is calculated based on the consumer price index, and these bonds will be subject to at least one rate change in a 12-month period. The previous rate was 7.12%, before moving to 9.6%. And a new rate will take effect for bonds issued after October. Now, let's note that inflation should be coming down soon, and these rates fluctuate over the life of these bonds, but they earn monthly interest and is compounded twice a year and accrues up to 30 years. You can also buy up to $10,000 in bonds a year and cash out over 12 months. I know this is kind of weird. I'm giving you investment advice. I'm not a licensed financial planner, not on land at least. Catch me at sea. So please do your own research on any investments before spending any money because a guy on a podcast told you to. <laughs> just to, I'm just kind of giving you an easy way here to, to benefit from inflation. you got to work the system, folks. Speaking of consumer price index numbers, new ones come out on Tuesday, September 13th. Economists are expecting a 0.1% drop month to month in inflation for August and expected to decline to 8% for the year. So, BOLO inflation numbers, folks. BOLO. Be on the lookout. Not by one, get one. So we're boosting this booster update update. What? What the? That doesn't make sense. Did someone, who wrote this script? Oh, that's me. Hmm. Uh, a booster update. As you are likely aware, if you listen to this podcast, earlier this month, the FDA Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention officially approved and recommended the first updated COVID-19 booster vaccination to better protect against the Omicron variants of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19. 
DHEC says that the Omicron variant of the virus has been the dominant strain in the United States since late 2021. Now, the federal recommendation for the updated COVID-19 boosters, which is supported by public health officials at DHEC, is for the following. The Pfizer-BioNTech updated booster for people ages 12 and older, and the Moderna updated booster vaccine for people ages 18 and older. Now, DHEC Director of Public Health, Dr. Brandon Traxler, gave reporters more details and background on this new booster. The updated COVID-19 boosters contain both a component that is the original vaccine formulation, and they have added the Omicron BA4 and BA5 spike protein components. Uh, The addition of these components helps restore protection and makes the vaccines more effective against the Omicron variant and other variants and subvariants. We are aware that some people have concerns because there's not yet results from the human clinical trials for these updated boosters specifically. However, the safety and efficacy of the new boosters were demonstrated using two other methods. There have been clinical trials for which there's data for a very similar booster, only different in that it used BA1 spike protein component instead of BA4 and 5. But again, it contained both the original formulation and the Omicron version. It also, again, in the clinical trial was safe and effective. And in addition to that, there are laboratory studies in mice that showed that this exact new booster significantly increases antibody levels against Omicron. And Dr. Traxer also reiterated the updated vaccine guidance for the monkeypox or mpox vaccine, Genios. So far, the state has more than 2,800 vials of the vaccine available, which when multiplied by five, which is how many could come out of a vial using fractional dosing, which was recently given emergency use authorization by the government to stretch the vaccine, we're talking that's more than 14,000 doses available to high-risk groups, groups that DHEC just broadened. The eligibility list for those who can receive their MPOX vaccines include uh, any man who has sex with men and any person who is receiving HIV PrEP, uh, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis treatment. Because the availability of the MPOX vaccine has increased uh, to some degree, we're able to offer it to more individuals who are at higher risk of exposure and therefore infection. Anyone who believes that they are in one of these high-risk groups is encouraged to call DHEX Care Line at 855-472-3432 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or they can go online to scdhec.gov and use the web chat feature uh, to also determine if you are eligible and to schedule your vaccine appointment using the web chat uh, to come and get it at a health department. It's important to remember that the risk of impacts to the general public though does remain low at this time. So again, those groups include any man who has sex with men, including gay or bisexual men, transgender or gender nonconforming individuals, and any person receiving HIV PrEP treatment. You can go to scdhec.gov mpx for more, and you can also sign up for a vaccination appointment. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic, and we want to hear your stories as well. That's why we have a voice mailbox set up at 803-563-7169. If you're driving, if you're flying, if you're sailing or skiing, give us a call. We love hearing from you guys, but do it 
Do it when you're not in motion. Safe. 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 The best, the best voicemail is a still voicemail, a okay? Still voicemail. <laughs> uh, no, I'll just take still, thanks. <laughs> Tap is fine. Gavin likes a sparkling voicemail, but I'm a still guy, okay? <laughs> Stiller the better. Yeah, I want it as still as possible. Do we have any still? Still, yes. We have so many voicemails to get to. We're mm. not double dipping today. Just a single dip. But it is, this dip is exceptional, mm. I will say. <laughs> it's going to feel like two. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Can well, you believe it? We're already coming down from our best voicemail ever. <laughs> yeah, the, the butt dial love is it. really good. I would love someone to do a butt dial skit for us. I like that um, we've already, you've already got, Gavin, you've already got pyramid schemes in here. Uh, well, and now, now I am hawking this this bite that feels like two bites. For oh, the price of one. For the price of one wow. bite. Oh. Anyway, Gavin, are you, are you ready to receive this gift? <laughs> are you ready? All I need is your your mom's maiden name and uh, the street you grew up okay, on. Okay, six two one five. Where did you meet your significant other and the name of your first pet? And uh, anyway, Gavin, are you ready to give me all this stuff? Yeah. Okay. Here yeah, we go. Easily. Uh, you'll give it to me while we're listening. Hey, Gavin and At. It's Cam from Columbia. Uh, At's basement boy number two. Um, I've heard y'all talking a lot about the uh, South Carolina Public Radio and ETV kickball team that you've got going on. I just wanted to call in and voice uh, the uh, the perils of playing kickball uh, as an adult. Um, I think it was right when I first met AT, actually, in 2015. I was playing on a kickball team with a handful of friends, and uh, I played soccer my entire life. Uh, so the the kicking portion of kickball, I was I was perfectly perfectly fine at. I, I enjoyed that portion. Uh, in the game that we were losing, uh, I hit a ball deep into the outfield. Assumed it was an easy double. Uh, as I was rounding first base, looked up. It was not an easy double. The ball was coming in. I decided to slide. The baseball parts of kickball, not what I was good at. Um, and in my slide, I was safe. But I stood up uh, to try and put my right foot down and found that my right ankle was hanging off of the side of my leg, uh, dislocated my ankle, and broke my uh, my fibula, the little leg bone. Um, so moral of that story, don't slide unless you're a trained professional. It's only rec league kickball. Uh, it's not, not necessary to go that hard. Um, I wish you guys all the best in your kickball endeavors. Go fighting public radios and i'll talk to you next time oh my god damn <laughs> yeah it was really great <sighs> it was definitely right when we first met because i met him uh-huh and he had two no. legs you know <laughs> yeah and then one day later i saw him the second no. time and he was he was maimed he oh he, my god i think he had like a scooter for a second yeah, definitely. too and he moved into your hostel <laughs> Your th- your basement. <laughs> Gavin really was adamant that we clear up the basement boy part, <laughs> I don't think which is understand what is that just means. something Cam and I say because uh, a, a few of my friends, if they've needed something, they've they've lived in my basement or something because I do have a bedroom down there, a safe harbor, a safe A-T-Shire. harbor for anyone. Welcome, if anyone listening here. You can live in my basement. Oh, that's okay? a stretch. And uh, there are swords down there. You just gotta call the voicemail first. Yeah, that's the that's a binding agreement. But, Oh, my gosh. I mean, you think, yeah, no big deal. I'm just going to slide casually, right? Yeah. No, sir. I am a good slider. I played, I, of course. I played baseball, though. I did. So I, I've had, like, lessons on sliding. But your foot's jacked up now, so you definitely can't slide. <laughs> I We're would, too old to again, slide in our Even 30s. though I am exactly right. Even though I am an able slider. Alpha male. 
and I'm a true, I mean, I do it once and, and people, they, they know, me. yeah, they know I've, I've asserted my dominance, but, uh, I don't do that because again, we are over 30, wash over 35 and, and kickball is not worth it. Right. And it's so funny too, because you're talking about these rec league sports. I was a little hesitant to join because of these issues. Um, you know, you look back at, you look back at my, my father, Jay Jackson, my father, my, who, the owner of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it out, right? He gave it to you, though. He was playing he rugby in his 30s. Yeah. He played in college. He played up until his mid-30s. He'd drag us on his weekend to like go watch him play. <laughs> but sometimes he'd play by, by National Airport in D.C., so we get to see the planes flying. It was fun. But yeah, I'm like, my God, man, you're like running around. You're in these scrums. You're getting the crap kicked out of you, and you're just risking it all just to, what, play rugby and be a thirty-something DC guy. There's anyway, no glory. And then we get out there on our on you know not the court but the field. Field. Yeah, it's a field. And you see me. I'm like occasionally like maybe diving for a catch. I'm like Gavin I is, don't need to do that. He's saying all I this. I can't help it. And he is an after oh the fact. Am I my father? He dives. Gavin is a diver. He likes to dive and Committed. get dirty and slam into the ground. And there are times my shoulder when I'm I'm letting that ball bounce ten times yeah. out of ten. I'm letting it bounce. I'm not. I'm not. I think I'm just so excited to play. But then, you know, I didn't play too many contact sports just because. This now is I'm your like, first team. I've, I've been on teams before. This is before. your first team, I think. Cross country was Not a, a team. team. Not the same thing. It's points. It's points. 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 We get runs, by the way. It's, it's a run. But I, I a do need to, like, check myself because we still, even if, we're, even if I'm not diving or jumping, still walk off that field. I'm like, oh, mm. and I'm, I'm relatively fit. I yeah, work out regularly, I, and I'm still like, Oof. I I've thought about this too, and like we we're not out of like totally out of shape, guys. Not we're not completely washed yet, but like I haven't full sprinted at <laughs> like a base in like I don't know 10, 15 years, right. you know. And so it's that sort of like just taking off as fast as you can mm-hmm. that you're gonna pull something. Now I'm thinking about this too. I'm scared of like getting elbowed in the face somehow, running into someone, someone running into me. Like oh yes. This, these are all the things I'm like, I made it this far without having any problems because of contact sports. Now it's going to be this is probably what does me in. Uh, and speaking of <laughs> running team, into each other, teams and sports and running into each other, Gavin, this time of year is the one time that uh, tell, tell people how you enjoy football or are forced to. At well, least. Uh, you know, I, I do some of the tailgating, but a lot of people are like, oh, why aren't you tailgating this week? I will tell you, I do not schedule my life no. around a sports team, let alone a college team. There is team. one team that you do check every single week, though. Yeah, I, you reminded me that <laughs> it's that time of year where I need to start looking on Sundays to find out <laughs> what the score of the Eagles game is. So I can predict what your attitude's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Not attitude, just overall uh, vibe will be. It's the, just like you know, knowing if Clemson or Carolina won, for, won or lost, the whole state is either in mourning yes. or in jubilation. Yes. And you can feel it. So this is a microcosm just and with the Eagles yes. for you. Philadelphia Eagles, go birds, go birds, Super Bowl champs. Don't forget, <laughs> Super Bowl champs. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we won. Don't worry. We yeah, beat no. the Lions barely. That's why, that's why we're getting through this podcast. But I do love that uh, Gavin does every Monday morning, <laughs> Sunday afternoon. He really needs to check to just see how many eggshells he needs to walk on. <laughs> <laughs> and I send you a text like, Ooh, How's I'm my sh- baby doing? I'm like, sorry, that looked like a close one. You know, like I didn't watch a lick of the game, and I'm like, oh, that's a close score. Yeah, I just love that Gavin's slowly getting. I mean, he's going to be a Birds fan by the end of this podcast oh in a God, thousand no. years. He's going to be a Birds fan. We know it. As a former Washington football team, the footballs, the football, the fighting footballs, <laughs> footballs. That would have been the Commanders. Um, you know, growing up, of course, we were always they've been bad our whole lives. We've always been. 
anti-Eagles. I don't even like the Ravens, and they're in the same state as me, but they're too close to Philadelphia. So. Fraudulent bird, if you ask me. You know <laughs> Not what? a real bird. Only one bird here, okay? <laughs> Eagles, bird. go birds. Anyway, Gavin, also- You're talking we... to a guy whose name means hawk, okay? I'm a bird guy. <laughs> I'm a by hawk birth, guy. By birth. Okay. This and... is devolving into a bro podcast right yeah. here. Uh, People are going to love this. I'm going to start breaking down defensive sub packages soon, and, and I'm going to get my wife on. Caitlin is big about following your blockers in the run game. Hey, so. babe, tell me what you were telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she great? Isn't Any, she so great? Anyway, Gavin, I think that's it for today. Yes. Tell everyone goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, and also, I want to I want to make sure if you're listening to this, you could be listening to us mm-hmm. on YouTube now. <gasps> We have that ability, folks. We are on, we are now on, on YouTube, YouTube. Okay. If you can believe it, it's like one of the biggest platforms for podcasts. Yes, which, believe it or not. Which podcasts are audio. YouTube is video, but hey. Take it up with them. Gonna, yeah, Take it up not, with them. I'm not going not gonna to mess with this. Anyway, have a good week, everyone. Stay safe out there and do your part. Give us a call like Cam. Maybe share a, uh, an adult rec league injury story to scare us from trying too hard on the field. I would love this. Uh, give us some support, Cam. That sounded horrible. I'm glad you're better, though. I know several years later, but... Mm. 803-563-7169. We have to hear these stories, folks. It's not condiment-related. This is real life. This is where it matters. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love those. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. But how many of us are doing the planks? Gavin is. Gavin is. He doesn't just have a tight, tight core. He has a great product. We are a tight 30 podcast, okay? Okay. And where do you get a tight 30 from? A tight six. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.